Hey guys, welcome into the Corked Up Podcast NBA edition. Um, Nas is, will not be joining us this week um, as he was not invited. Uh, we were sick of his shit. We didn't want to deal with him anymore. So, you know, he's, no, I'm, I'm playing. He, we, he wasn't invited. That is true. Um, but there was just some personal stuff going on this week um, that, you know, led to that. So uh, he will be back in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll kind of review some of the NBA finals and get into the NBA offseason a little bit more. Um, once we have some, some more bull stuff to talk about, there, there really won't be a lot, obviously, with them not having a first round pick. So um, but we definitely want to get his thoughts on the finals and kind of, you know, everything else NBA related. Um, but Frank and I are going to are going to we're, we're going to try and carry that torch today. Um, you know, it's 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 the offseason. There's not a lot of football stuff going on. Um, you know, I, I did want to bring up the Euro Cup. I wasn't sure if Frank was watching that. I, I actually my, found myself watching the last couple of games because I put money on it and lost both times. So, um, and, and Frank, that's something we need to talk about. Let, before we get into the NBA stuff, I, I want to, I have a gripe. Can I get my gripe off my chest? I'm, I'm ready for it. There is no sport in my opinion that is worse to bet on than soccer. And, and let me give you a reason why. Unlike other sports, there's only there where it's, if you're betting on the money line, so I'm think I think the Cubs are gonna win tonight versus the Phillies. I'm putting money on the Cubs to win. If the Cubs win that game, no matter how they do it, you win that bet. It's a 50-50 shot. Whereas in soccer, apparently it's you have a third of a chance to win. I put money on Italy to win the game. They did win in penalty kicks. But because they didn't win in regulation in the in the 90 minutes, 90 plus with, you know, stoppages and things. That doesn't count. I don't get that money because they didn't win in the allotted time. It's bullshit. I didn't know that was a thing. I, I was going to say team to win I the don't. Game. I should get money for that. I, 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 I agree. I, it's, that's, it's that's very strange. I didn't know that was a thing because I've never bet on soccer. But I was going to say my only gripe with soccer rules wise is the penalty kick you know you you see uh these big cup games you see even like champions league games and it's like it can't be decided on pks like we have to go to golden goal extra time or something like i i get it it's a long game you know they're they're tired but i think it only requires a few minor changes to the game maybe an extra time you allow there to be another two like this golden goal extra time i mean you allow there to be like two or three additional subs or someone who was subbed off, they can come back on or so, like something has to give. Yeah. PKs yeah. are awful. Uh, yeah. And I used to play a lot of FIFA and there was this thing called the weekend league where you would qualify after the week or wherever and you go in and you, you know, you get like big rewards for you get 30 games to play and you get big rewards for winning a certain amount of games. And like half the games, because you're playing against really good players, like they're all around right. your skill set. So they're really right. good games. And it's like, half the games are decided on penalty kicks. So if I need to get 20 wins, it's like, you know, I have to bank on 10 of them being PKs. And it's like, yeah, yeah. this is not, we need to just change the whole, that whole. So, and I, you know, what's funny is that, you know, it is as baseball fans like me and you are, you, we see a lot of people within that, you know, fans of that sport are like, you can't change the fundamentals of the game. Like, it seems like that's not the case in soccer. They're ready. It's I, I've talked to a lot of people who've watched soccer for a lot longer than me, and they've yeah. been ready for this change. But for whatever reason, it's just not happening. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean it, it's 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 interesting that like because you know when when I hear penalty kicks, I, I think of um, of penalty shot or not not penalty shots, but, but um, the shootout at the end of a hockey game where it's like everyone agrees that it's stupid and dumb and not good for the sport, but yet it just kind of hangs around for for whatever yeah, reason. Yep. And that's why I've never understood why hockey wasn't uh, what what people don't find it as interesting as soccer because it's basically small soccer and that's it that that's what it is it's I mean, it's kind of like, it's like fast-paced soccer on ice yeah when yeah. you really break down the rules and everything it's very similar yeah. so, hockey is one of those things it's highly entertaining when the hawks you know when they were in their dynasty my dad watched every minute of, of the playoffs and i'd go over to his house every now and then and it would be on and like i found myself like not blinking for periods yeah. at a time but it's like, I don't get that same feeling from regular season hockey. So no. like, you know what I mean? Like it was like yeah. the atmosphere was there, the pace of it, the, the just everything to it. And then I, I was like, all right, maybe I can get into this. And I watched the regular season. I'm like, this is more boring than the, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like, I don't know if the intensity isn't there because yeah. it's still fast paced and they're still scoring, but do playoff hockey outside of maybe like you know, a Mexico versus Puerto Rico championship fight in boxing. Playoff hockey may be the best atmosphere in pro sport. I mean, it is fucking insane. Soccer is up there too. There's like the Real Madrid, Barcelona, those types of atmosphere. It's in that realm, but without ranking it, it is up there in the top echelon of atmospheres. When you have, especially if you have an investment in, in playoff hockey, to me, it's bar none. It, it's because it, it literally every every rush, every everything matters. Like literally, the game changes on a fucking dime, and you have you you have to watch the entire thing. It's not you know it's not playoff baseball where you know you can maybe kind of have a feeling like all right, this inning isn't going anywhere. I'm gonna go take a shit or something like that. Like it's not like that. You literally have to be watching the entire time. Because you could miss something before you know it. Like it's it's insane. I, I love playoff hockey, especially when when you have a personal investment for sure. And um, I I'm I'm not the biggest soccer guy. Um, I, I think I I definitely used to think it's boring. I think part of it is I just don't. There's there's it there's so many like leagues and and players and teams and stuff. It's like hard to kind of like I don't know where the entry point is. Yep. Whereas I feel like with like the Euro Cup and and um, you know anything where it's countries playing, I can get into it because I know all right I don't have to I don't need to know the players I just need to know the countries I'm gonna root for you know Italy because I'm part Italian like I I can do that you know what I mean so I find that more enjoy I I found myself enjoying the games there there was definitely some some really good play today I was just disappointed with uh with some of the betting outcomes I. Yeah. It's 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 terrible. I, I think that's the worst sport to bet on. Uh, there's too many like little rules and stuff like that, and your odds aren't as good because you're you're split into three. Because you can bet yeah, on yeah, that's the very draw. weird. You know what I mean? Like you can, it, but you're not gonna bet on the draw. That's the one thing I've always hated about soccer. It's like other than in a tournament, you can tie. Like I I don't like that. I don't like that in the NFL either. You play this entire fucking either. game and there's no winner. Like I. What are you supposed to feel? You know what? You know? For 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 soccer, I'm not the and I feel the same way because hockey you can get points or you used to be able to yeah, get points. You get for, points. Yeah, you get a point if you tie. Yeah. Right. And soccer is the same way. So in that 
because they don't really go by record. It's all about points. It's about right. so like from that aspect, I'm not mad at for the NFL who goes by wins and losses. You can't have draw. It just throws everything off. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, and Plus there are still player and there are still players who don't know that you because it's it doesn't happen very often. Like remember Donovan McNabb? He's like, yeah, I, I had no. And everyone like trashed him for it. And it was like, dude, I had Kyrie. I remember this distinctly. And then we'll get into the NBA. We're, we're like on, on tangents. Um, I remember this distinctly being in college. I had a roommate who was like making fun of me because I told him you can tie in football. And I'm like, dude, this, yeah, you can't, I promise you, you can't. And then sure enough, two, it was in the middle of the NFL season. Two weeks later, there was a tie. And I was like, I fucking told you, you can tie. And he was like, wow, I thought you were fucking with me. And I was like, dude, all you, I tried to show you a Google result and you wouldn't <laughs> look at my phone. Like, you, you know, and, and, but yeah, I mean, th- there are fans, there are players, I highly doubt there are coaches who don't know it, but like, what I'm saying is people who really watch this product don't even know what's there. Get rid of it. It's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. It's cause, cause you're right. So much of the season relies on how many wins you get. It, it determines playoff records and things like that. Like, I, I don't think yeah. I do. I, I know it's kind of a gimmick, but Honestly, the one gimmick I do love when it comes to extended play in terms of deciding a winner is college football. I it, they I, I do that enjoy that shit out so well. I don't know if it works in the NFL. I, I don't I don't know because it's almost too gimmicky. But God damn, do I love overtime football in college. It's, I do it's too. fucking incredible. It's really, it's, it's really fun. And then you get those games. It's like 27 to 27 end of regulation. And then. By the end of overtime, it's like 60. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are great. And yeah. It may be a tad bit gimmicky for the NFL, but I think you can frame it to fit the NFL more for sure. Some yeah. like base that model and, and, you know, do a little something with it. I would be uh, I'd be all for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, anyone listening, if, if they like uh, some different overtime rules, um, Frank, real quick, I, I just, you know, while I'm thinking about the overtime stuff. Have you, I know you haven't, you haven't checked in on the Cubs in a while, but have you, have you seen a lot of the, the overtime rules in the MLB this year where they have the guy on, on guy second? Starting on like second, that? yeah. Is, is it, you know, throwing you off at all or what do you think about I, it? I do, I feel, I feel like I like it and I don't like it. I like it because the, it, it, it puts immediate pressure on teams, uh, well, the, the pitching team, um, because now someone's immediately in scoring position. Yeah. So, you know, you have to make decisions faster. It speeds up the game a tad bit more. But my thing is, like, I feel like it is a half measure. Because if you really wanted to speed up the games, and I know record books and this and that, let's make the game seven innings. I I, uh, I think yeah. we're ready for it. You know what I mean? Totally and, like, they, they took this half measure that, hey, if we make it to the 10th, here goes a guy. Like, or, or, or maybe if we keep it, I mean, you may be getting too far into the weeds here, but maybe if we keep it to nine and it's like a, I don't know, a three score game, like if it's a save opportunity, uh, um, innings eight and nine, you get the, t- you know, a runner starting on second. So, like something has to speed this. We we have to speed up. The, it's, it's too long. Yeah. I mean, I was leaving the, the, the Cubs game yesterday in the fifth inning. And, you know, you hear that and you're like, fifth inning, what are you doing? It was it's nine. Like it was like 940. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the hell? Work- <laughs> no, I'm out of here. Like, what the hell, man? It's it, I know. That, that's too long. That's that's too long. I agree. But um, yeah, uh, there's going to be no no smooth transition to our topic for today, Frank. So let's just let's just dive in. NBA finals uh, yep. game one has started full peak behind the curtain. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad we, we, we you know, usually we record on Tuesdays and get everything posted on Wednesday. 
Um, I'm actually kind of happy we we took a, a day off to, to you know record on Wednesday because we got a chance to see Game One um, and get that out there. So yeah, the the Suns obviously took Game One from Milwaukee. Um, you know, Suns were were leading by like 25 at one point, and then and then uh, Milwaukee kind of closed the gap towards the end of the game, and then obviously the Suns pulled away. So um, impressive win uh, for the Suns in, in my opinion, and I think it's really a, a, a formula for success. And, and if we're going to see the Suns win the series, I think you're going to see a lot of, of uh, what happened in game one. Frank, what were some of the, the bigger takeaways from you from, from um, you know, from game one? Um, my biggest takeaway was that Giannis looks like himself, which is a good thing with, with all mm-hmm. the injuries and such. That was the last thing that I wanted is like a, a another banged up, team now there could be still injuries this series there's always that but like going into it at least you know he looked like himself because I mean, if he wasn't I mean maybe he's 80 or 90 percent himself if he's anything less than what he was yesterday the Bucks are in really bad shape because he relies heavily on his athleticism and that knee if it's you know not working the way he needs it to uh, it's not a good thing. So that, that my biggest thing was like, look, he looks healthy. He has his explosion. Like he, he, he's good. We're going to have a, you know, we're going to have a series here. Um, outside of that, the actual game itself. I mean, this is what I anticipate pretty much, not necessarily the 20 point leads. This is what I anticipate every game looking like. Even when the bucks got close in the fourth, the Suns have bona fide closers in Chris Paul and in Devin Booker. And, you know, I said this off air, I have a way and, and I'm, I'm sure there are series that have not gone this way, but the way I look at series, you know, seven game series in, in the, the NBA playoffs and the NBA finals is who is better equipped to play half court basketball, because that's what the NBA playoffs is. We have our gripes with the regular season, but come postseason, it, it's a lot less run and gun. Um, I, and I, I, you have a guy you know, the point God, Chris Paul, who just controls the game. I mean, I said this to a few of my friends. They maybe slightly disagreed, but saw where I was coming from. Old man Chris Paul reminds me so much of uh, of John Stockton. Like the athleticism isn't necessarily there, but his command and IQ and control of the game is just, I mean, it's at its peak. It's never been this good because he just has so much experience at this point that he just knows he, he may not have that first step anymore. He may not... But his his the the you know the IQ the brain the stuff up here has sort of allowed him to still play at this elite level even though maybe his athleticism and quickness isn't what it was when he was younger. So you have a guy who has all of that going for him in a point guard, and then you've got a guy in Devin Booker that, I mean, there's not very many dudes in the league right now that have the the, the amount of moves that he has. Just the little the little hezies, the little fadeaways, a little this at the mid range at the three like. Him, Jason Tatum, you got these these younger guys that are cut from that Kobe cloth, uh, you know. So you have those two guys in a half-court setting going against pretty much Chris Middleton because Giannis in the half-court just doesn't get it done in, 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 at the end of the fourth. And, and again, I posed the question. No one's answered it yet, and I'll continue to pose it. When have we seen a number two option take as many big shots as Chris Middleton has <laughs> to down the stretch? It's so unfair to this guy. But – that's really what it's going to come down to this whole series. And I trust Chris Paul and, and, uh, and Devin Booker much more than I trust Middleton and, and Giannis to, to do that. Um, and that's kind of what I saw 
this game. I, I caught, I, so I, I watched pretty much the full first quarter. This is what like my viewing experience for all playoff games has been. I'm able to watch most of the first quarter. Then it's time to put the baby to sleep. We read him some books and then I turn it back on. It's usually like halftime, maybe the beginning of the third. And I'm able to watch the rest of the game. And when I saw the lead was that big in the third quarter, I was like, wow, like this is dominant. It got to seven and I was like, okay, now we're going to test part of my theory here. And then they just pulled away again. And I'm like, dude, I don't think the Bucks are built for this. I called the Bucks in four going into the series. May, or I'm sorry, the Suns in four uh, going into the series. Maybe the Bucks get one and it goes, I, I just, this isn't a great matchup. I don't think for Giannis and the Bucks. Uh, what were your takeaways from that game? Yeah, so just uh, some some pretty similar things. Um, you know, one thing I, I noticed honestly was uh, it, it, this the Suns team. It's kind of ironic they haven't been to the finals uh, since the '90s, but you know you could put this team right now in the '90s and they would look like they fit so well. Like yeah. this is just they have a true point guard, they have an athletic scorer uh, who can shoot, who can drive, and then they have a big man who can dominate on the glass and score as well. Like uh, I saw people, he was in like the the same like a very similar NBA debut in the finals to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he was playing with the Bucks and I'm like damn man like Aiden is he he is becoming a legit dude right alongside Devin Booker and it's it's fun to watch um and you're right that the matchup inside it's it's not going to be pretty for for Brooke Lopez versus De- DeAndre Aiden like that is just not a good matchup in any sort of way so I totally agree with you there. Um, yeah, Chris Paul, I mean, I want this dude to get all the respect he deserves for winning this title. Like, it, it's – I know people on NBA Twitter are like to have their fun with the stupid, you know, oh, this ring doesn't matter, this, you know, oh, this didn't happen. Like, you play who you fucking play. And this Suns team has just constantly met the challenge of whoever they're playing. Um it's it's been impressive, and on the Bucks side, I just don't think they have enough scoring to to match what the Bucks or what the Suns are able to do. Because I feel like the Suns are able to kind of go on like these runs, these high scoring runs, where the Bucks just they can't consistently shoot the ball. Yep. Right. Like they just you can't really rely on a, a three point guy for them. Um, you know, Middleton obviously like you said, it's taken a ton of shots. Um, but yeah, I mean, Giannis doesn't shoot the ball all that much. It's just not his game. So yeah, I mean, I really do think this is a, this is a better matchup for the Suns. Um, they're, they looked more impressive throughout the playoffs as well. Like that's yeah. the one thing to me with, with the Bucks. And I, I also agree with you that it's, it's, it is good to see Giannis playing and, you know, from all accounts, he sounded like he he didn't experience any pain afterwards. Now, that was right after the game. Adrenaline still high. <laughs> right. you know, who knows if, if something changed today. But I would much rather see an NBA Finals with Giannis playing. Because yep. um, you want that entertainment value, you know. You just you, you want to be able to watch that. Um, so, so that was good to see. But for his perspective, it's just not... It just he needs he needs to improve in a lot of areas, right? He can't just rely on athleticism to get to the basket every single time. Like it's just they're gonna clamp you down. And you know, I I like what I've seen from the Suns. I, yep. I think it really is that this looks like a title team. I would have loved to have seen this. 
them play the Nets, the fully healthy Nets like that. There, there really aren't. Is there another team? Like, honestly, is there another team right now in the NBA that you'd want, that you'd rather have in the West than the Suns in the finals? Um, in the West, a healthy Denver team would have been fun if Jamal Murray was there. Um, maybe, maybe Utah, but it's just one of those things where I think we touched on this on the podcast, like with that nucleus of, um, of Mitchell and Gobert, like Gobert just kind of is who he is. So if they're ever going to make a deep playoff run, it's going to be Mitchell like improving exponentially. And that's almost unfair. Cause like how much more do you improve if you're Donovan Mitchell? You know what I mean? So no, I, I, I mean, like I said, maybe Denver, um, but obviously Murray was hurt and Phoenix made very quick work of them. So yeah. even if Murray's there, I don't know how much, maybe they get a couple games, but yeah, so no, I, I mean, they. we were talking offline, and maybe I'm shooting too high with this, but the Suns are one of the most well-rounded teams, uh, at least in recent memory, that, that, that I can remember out, 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 of a, out of a finals team. Because, you know, I mean, they really remind me of the, the Popovich Spurs. Like, they're, they're more half-court oriented. Maybe they're not the most entertaining, but they are efficient, and they get the job done. Like, and they can win in multiple ways. That, that's the thing that I don't think Milwaukee can. Yeah. It's like if they're not outgunning you and if Chris Middleton isn't having a big game or if someone like Giannis can't do things in the half court and like carry a team like it has to things just have to go right for them uh, in their style of play. We've seen Phoenix win a game that was in the 70s and we also just seen them, you know, <laughs> drop a buck 20 right now. Like, I mean, yeah. they, they they just are so versatile. Just like you said, they they can fit in uh, in the 90s. I mean, they have the true point guard, like you said, an athletic wing or athletic two. Jamison Crowder is a three and D guy who that's been forever is, is what teams want. DeAndre Ayton, the big man, Mikel Bridges, another nice score. Like they're, they're just very, very well-rounded man. And, and not for nothing. Campaign is a really good backup point guard. Like I, I, I if you would have bet me a, a, any amount of money, five, oh, what was it? Three, four years ago with the bulls. I would have told you, you are out of your mind. It's, and I mean, and, he's and, really good. Well, and so this is something that uh, that you brought up that I think, like I said, I, I, I think there's so much more to um, to this than Chris Paul just scoring, assisting, rebound. Like there, like he, there is something to that leadership, that veteran presence, that I think is incalculable when it yep. comes to Chris Paul because they've talked about it countless times how Chris Paul has helped campaign. Like, I mean, you watch this dude on the Bulls and it's not something where you you were like, oh, it's it's hyperbolic to say that he is one of the he is the worst player in the NBA. There there was something to that. He was so bad. He was yep. terrible. But it feels like he's kind of learned. I, I Chris Paul must have talked to him and been like, listen, man, you got to take what they give you. Here's what you're good at. Here's what you should do in games. And he, he seems to have taken that you know, extra little coaching yeah. in the heart. And he, I, th- I feel like he's accepted that role because with the Bulls, you know, he was trying to be the dude. He was trying to prove why he got traded to them. He he, he saw an opportunity, which, you know, right, rightfully so, but he's just not that guy. Yeah. And I think what the, that, that turnaround has been so impressive. And of course he deserves credit for improving his play, but 
I mean, Chris Paul deserves a lot of credit for helping him get yeah. to where he is now. And even, I mean, to, to further your point, not even just with campaign, you think of like, if you watch any of the great point guards, Magic, Stockton, Zeke, like, throw the stats away. Look at the way they command the game. Yeah. And the way they orchestrate an offense, I see that exact same thing out of Chris Paul. Like I, I, I'm thinking of the close games in L.A. where off of a long rebound, there was a wide open shot and he like demanded to get him the ball back up top to waste more time to let the clock keep going. And there was like I, I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Mikel Bridges. He was like raring to shoot this wide open three. And Chris was like, no, 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 no. And he like got like it's just small <laughs> things like that. that yeah. yeah. And even even when he's, you know, in those half court sets running the pick and roll like. He's just able to read what the defender is going to do. If the defender goes under, he's going to shoot or he's going to find the cutter. If he goes over, he's going to get it right to the big man who set the screen or uh, Crowder who set like his command is is through the roof. And I'm just sitting here watching like, dude, this guy, I mean, he is John Stockton right now. Like he, he it may not always look pretty. He may not always get 30, even though he did drop a 30 ball uh, this last game, game one. But like he's just going to get it done. And it, it's it's yeah, he's he's phenomenal, man. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I think it goes to I, I know we're kind of getting into like more, you know, legacy talk and, and stuff that can probably be saved for <laughs> for when we talk again with Nas, but I think Chris Paul is one of those dudes who's when you look back, you're gonna be like, damn, that was a fucking impressive ass career. Like yeah. you think about where he is now with the Suns, where he's taking them. They you know, they're I would say they're more than likely to get this ring, right? He was with the Thunder, and, you know, after that, they're like, all right, it's old Chris Paul. He's done. Who cares? Thunder aren't doing that. The Thunder looked good. They looked what, real what, what good. What, in the five seed or something yeah. stupid? Like, he, I yeah. mean, yeah. And he, Name another know, player on that Thunder team. Uh, Was Dennis Schroeder still on the Thunder? Maybe. 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 I don't maybe. fucking know. That, don't that's know. my point. That's my whole point. Granted, we're more casuals. Yeah. But all we know, like Chris Paul took a bunch of people that we can't even name to like a five seed in, in the West. Last yeah. I mean, that's fucking insane. The Rockets, you know, he he played, he played well with them. Like the Clippers, like this dude's been doing it for a long time. And I feel like people kind of just are like, yeah, he's like a B superstar. Right. Like, um, like in the same category as Melo. But I, I think Chris Paul is, is, is you're going to look back on his career and be like, damn, he's, man, like he did. When did he do this? Do you remember when I when we were talking about when LeBron got bounced in the first round and I said I think he's going to have one of those legacies that ages a little bit more poor as the context are you sort of look back and you're not yeah. in the moment anymore seeing how you know how athletic and how good he is and it's like I think Chris Paul is going to have the total opposite like people are going to look back and like shit man like I mean he 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 succeeded um Steve Nash as like the best point guard you remember that sort of transition of of yeah. Nash and, it, and um, who was the other? It was Nash and someone else that was the debate for point guards when we were younger. And then it went to Chris Paul and Darren Williams. And not only like and for a little while, I was a Darren Williams guy. I was like, this guy, I think he's better. And not only did he surpass that, he's still doing it. Like yeah. the last time we saw Darren Williams, he was airballing mid-range jumpers in the finals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? Like, no. I, I, I mean, his, his, his he's legacy built, is going to is going to age like fine wine. I think he's built for an old man type game like he's built for that type of game where where he plays like an old man so 
But yeah, I, I, like we're talking a ton about the Suns, but I, I feel like that's only because when it comes to the Bucks, there just isn't a whole lot to talk about. Like this is the, kind of the same team we've been watching throughout the playoffs. Yeah, and they just haven't they haven't sold me on the dream, if you will, Frank. They haven't really sold me on the on the 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 idea that this is a a championship level contender. I I just don't see it from that. Yeah. Like, so you know what, and I, I think the two biggest things to blame for that are, one is the obvious one, Giannis's lack of a jump shot. He needs to develop a jump shot. Yeah. But two is um, their, their head coach, Bud. You, like, why Drew Holiday looks like a totally different player when Giannis is out of the lineup? There's no way that he should be. He should look like he. Do, but th- this is a pretty consistent thing. He doesn't look very different than Eric Bledsoe does when Giannis is on the court. Like the, 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 their coach. How do you say his last name? Budenholzer. Buden Buden Budenho, whatever it is. Budenholzer. He he needs to find a way to unlock him when Giannis is there. And I and I, I would maybe change my tune, but that that's a big part of the reason of it as well as I, I do not trust the head coach whatsoever. Yeah. To 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 make any sort of adjustments or I mean we we saw this guy, you know, not force feed Giannis on an injured James Harden and then when they did that was sort of the other point of Giannis like shooting fadeaways on a bad hamstring uh, James right. Harden it's like <laughs> what the fuck are we doing that's a whole different thing but to your point I think this is a smooth transition to how we wanted to end this episode so I had a few people ask me you know well do you still think that Giannis, you know, he's in the championship? Like, what if he wins it? Like, is he still not a number one on a championship winning team? And it's like, even if he wins this, I'm going to have my doubts with him because everything had to go right for them to get here. You can't control injuries. That doesn't mean that this ring doesn't count. It's always going to count. You don't control that. But they still didn't look dominant in the way that the Suns did against injured team. They mopped the fucking floor with the MVP of the league. They 4-0 swept them, and then they went in with the Clippers, had to, had a couple bad games, and, you know, got, got them out in six. Not for nothing, you know, Paul George was playing very well. I mean, this was the Indiana Pacers, Paul George, that we got here. Right. And what we saw, and 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 I, I, I don't want to, you know, take away from what the Bucks did because Kevin Durant played phenomenal basketball, and they were able to, to still pick up those wins. But outside of Kevin Durant, there was like nothing there and, yeah. and it still went seven. Like had the bucks did that in five or six and look out of like, all right, injuries aside, they still, it didn't feel like taking care of business to me. They were, a, they were, a, you know, a half, a, a half inch away from losing that game off of Kevin Durant three. That was actually a two. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, 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 it was, it, it was the optics of it all. Um, So that that's what brings me, to, you know, the the thing that we wanted to end with, with the, the rhetoric, you know, I want to get your thoughts on, because we're seeing it everywhere. It doesn't matter who wins. It's not going to count. There were so many injuries. We've had 11, 12 All-Stars that are hurt. Give me your thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I just, I, th- I think if, if the, I think the Suns should be happy that, that, uh, that the Bucks ended up beating the Hawks, because I, I, I actually think the Hawks would be, a worse matchup for the Suns than the Bucks currently are. Like you think about John Collins and, yeah. and Clint Capella and how they were playing in, inside, and you know Trey Young versus Chris Paul. I feel like that'd be an entertaining matchup to watch. Like the Bucks are—they just were never that impressive to me. Like Chris Middleton, I think 
is like if, he played if well. there was like I, it, it's such a weird it's such a weird thing to say, but like if there he is the best number two in the NBA. Like if he was on any other team with a number one, I think there'd be you know a top tier team. But I don't think Giannis is. I, I think it's kind of been proven he's not a number one. I agree. So it's, it, it's almost like having. I, I guess I don't know how to say this because I'm trying to think of like an NFL comparison where there's, you know, <laughs> where there's a number two wide receiver who's the best receiver, but he's not a number one. He's just a re, he's like the. I mean, the, Ju- the Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster was that yeah. guy. When AB was there, he's he's going off. And then as soon as he's ready to be the guy, we saw who he's, he was as the yeah. number one. Yeah, but it's not like it's not that fair of a comparison for Chris Middleton because he is effective even without a number one, but it's like, he's just not enough. Like he's, it, I, I think that's probably the best way to say it. I think that I, I would have loved to have seen the fully healthy nets versus the Suns. Like I said, I think that that would have been entertaining. Um, honestly, when I asked you the question there, there really isn't another team in the, in the West that I would li- have liked to have seen more like even the nuggets. I mean, I, I guess because you have you have Jokic and that, and that's fine. That's that's fine. Uh, they're just not that entertaining. Like Devin that's Booker, fair. I think play style, but also personality. I think he there's there's a lot there. I like how he plays the game. Um, same thing with DeAndre Aiden, Chris Paul for sure. Uh, Utah, I just. I can't ever see them winning a title. I just, I can't, I can't envision the Utah yeah. Jazz being the NBA champions. Like I just, I can't do it. And maybe that's a, maybe that's a bias thing, but, but I don't know. I, I, I couldn't see it from there. The Lakers, I'm just, come on, man. Like I, I'm sick of them. They have, well, We're they, they have for, for this year in particular, even with the healthy LeBron and AD, their play style isn't very appealing. No. They have been a struggle team this whole season. I mean, LeBron's getting older. AD is terrified to play the five. Like they have been a weird team this whole year. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, that wasn't an option for me. I was, I was glad they got bounced. Yeah. <laughs> and that I, of course I would have, you know, you, you know, you know, this is a, this is a Kawhi Leonard fan, uh, fanboy podcast. This this, he's our, he's our dude. He's our serial. I, 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 I love Kawhi. Um, that would, you know, but, but again, even that, like the Clippers just were never that, appealing to the eye right like they they just didn't weren't that interesting to watch I think we got two really interesting teams but again I think the Suns have a clear advantage over this Bucks team like I I think this 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 series you you said you called it in four I'll give them five I'll give them one in Milwaukee maybe game three or game four um because it's that that atmosphere should be pretty pretty heavy for for Milwaukee so I don't know, man. It's it's been an enjoyable ride so far. I've enjoyed these playoffs a lot more I have than too. I have in in a lot of years, a lot of recent years. And I know that you that you feel the same. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I hope I hope that, you know, obviously that injuries don't continue to happen like this in the postseason, but I hope that the parody carries over into this that you know, maybe the teams who've made it this far got that experience and are ready to take that next step against, you know the the fully healthy teams next year, but I mean this has been this has been awesome. I I mean there there have been series that I can make a case for both. This isn't 
one for me. Um, but like, just like we were telling Nas, it, it's less about actual parody per se. It's like, give me the feeling of it. Let me feel like a team's got a shot here. Let a little bit of luck play into it. You know what I mean? And like yeah. this yeah. year it had, there, there's been a little bit of that, man. It's been, it's been fun. Yeah. And, and I would say overall, um, you know, we, you, you were touching on it a little bit, um, with, with baseball. I mean, for basketball, I've enjoyed this compacted season a little bit less, um, you know, regular season games. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all for that. I, I always thought 82 was just, first of all, it's a weird number, 82. Like, where do you, where do you get 82 from? Um, I, I'm not a fan of that. And I, I would love if they, if they limited that a little bit more. Um, yeah. You know, brought it down to even, hell, even 60. Like, I'd, I'd be okay with, with that. Because then you, you are kind of, a, I just feel like, if you keep playing playoff games so late in the year, there's that's so much basketball. Like, of course we're going to see more leg injuries, you know, that that's what's going to happen. It's not that surprising. Um, So I feel like a quicker season could maybe eliminate more of, you know, luck as opposed to, because I mean, it just, it sucks. It sucks that we aren't seeing the best of the best in the the NBA finals, but again, that, that is part of it. You know, so it's it's, well, it's you kind of walk that balance. That, sure. that, that's that's the thing to to that point is as a fan, I do want teams to be fully healthy. I would have loved Denver to be healthy. I would have loved Donovan Mitchell to be fully healthy. I would have loved the Nets to remain healthy. So you 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 want to see these guys. You want the Lakers healthy. I would have loved to see what the are uh, what the Suns would have done against a healthy LeBron and AD. Um, but it's like that that's as a fan for viewing experience. Yeah. So to the people who were like, yeah, this ring doesn't count. To me, you can only make that case if like Chris Paul was going to hotel rooms and stabbing people. And like, that's why they weren't <laughs> playing. Like, of course. Yeah. yeah. He's like sabotaging. No one can control that. It's the same thing with the Bucks. Like m- our point was they just hadn't looked as impressive against unhealthy teams. I'm not saying that, you know, oh, you know, that you know, they only made it here because like they, they made it here. It, it is what it is. They, Giannis isn't like punching people in the knee and tearing ACLs and such. Like it, the, no one can control that. They're playing who they're playing and they made it this far right. point blank period. So right. whoever wins this series, they've earned this ring. They're, they're not, you know, they can't control injuries like that. So anyone making that point, it, it, it's just a very weird point because it's like, I see that a lot in boxing. People will make every single excuse. They'll go down someone's resume and say, oh, well, he was too young when he fought him and he was too old and he was too this and, and he was overrated and, you know, he was weight drained and this guy was coming off a two year layoff and this and that. It's like, and my whole point to any one of those is like that other guy signed that contract. Yep. They signed it for the weight. They signed it for the date. They knew they were coming off a two year layoff or whatever it was. They signed it. There's no more excuses. They had their lawyers negotiate. It's over. Now, however, however this fight ends is how it ends and you move forward. And I feel the same way here. These guys know what they sign up for. They sign up for 80-something games, whatever it was this year, 70 games, seven-game series in the playoffs. Injuries can be a thing. It just is what it is. There, There is no – there. I mean, there's just no other side to this for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – it's not you, – you can't take anyone anyone's away. Now, on the flip end to that as well, it's like – if even if the Bucks win this, that you know, I still won't be convinced that Giannis is someone you can build around. He'd have to prove it to me again. Now, if he winds up winning four and all the postseasons look like this, you're gonna have a fucking great debate on your hands by you know by the end of it all. 
but you also can't take away those four rings. You know what right. I mean? Like it just is what it is. But it's like I, I, I feel like people don't I feel like there's a lot of people, not just sports fans, but especially in sports that don't have like nuance to their to the way that they think. You know what I mean? Like, and it kind of goes back to the context of things. When we talk about context all the time, like they're not able to like have a nuanced view because they don't put the context in, or they like put only half of the context or put the context that they want to make their narrative better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I totally agree. And the, the whole idea that things don't matter because you have all these excuses. I mean, you literally go down the list of that. So, so the Raptors title doesn't count because the Warriors got hurt? Like, no, that that's not how that works. You don't always and then the have war- to play teams at their best. You're playing the teams you're, that you're supposed to play. Like, that, that is, it is what it yeah. is. I mean, to you a know? degree, it's a war of attrition. I, I yeah. mean, it's a long season. Then have better depth. If if you're if yep. you're relying on on two or three guys, that's your problem. That's how you built the teams. You know what that I mean? Was, so, that was one of my biggest points with uh, the Heat when Bosch and Wade were starting to get banged up towards mm-hmm. the end of those seasons. Everyone's like, well, that's, you know, it's LeBron has to do it all again. And I'm like, I mean, he signed up for this. He the, yeah. the, Those three are taking up all the cap. And now they have old Shane Battier trying to shoot, you know, fucking corner threes. And, you know, all, all these old guys who are signing on for, for minimums like that. This is what you sign up for. You can't make that excuse anymore. Yeah, I thought it was the not one, not seven, not eight. Not yeah, nine, I mean, and it's 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 the same thing here. Like you know, if you 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 can't you can't do that. The same thing with the Nets. You can't complain. The you three are taking up all the caps. So when one or two you go out and you have no depth, there you can't. What, what are you gonna do? You you can't like <laughs> sign another superstar midseason. Like what? I I don't understand. Like that's that's what you sign. You're, you're banking on at least two of the three to stay healthy, and when it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Right. And you, that's that's the choices that the teams have made. So um, I, I've, I, I'm really starting to hate NBA Twitter. I, I just don't it's, think it's there's, awful. It, it's, it's a shame that there's just no there's no cognitive discussions. There's no interesting conversations being had. It's all just trying everyone trying to go viral by tweeting by tweeting the same fucking shit. I see the same three jokes by different people all the time. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, like. Is there any originality to anything right now? Like everyone just makes the same like three jokes and that's it. And it's like the putting L.E. in front of literally whatever you want. And that's supposed to be funny. Or it's the Mickey Mouse ring or the yeah. Mickey Mouse finals. Or it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, just yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. And, and then and then you'll get the uh, ratio. Everything is a ratio. Ratio. And, ratio. Yeah, I, it's it's and, and, but I mean but I had these same thoughts. I don't know if we were talking NBA when LeBron won his fourth, but it's the same thing. Oh, it's the Mickey Mouse ring. What are you talking? About? Everyone's playing in this same bubble. It's not like yeah. they just preserved themselves and all the other teams had to travel. Like that's still a ring. That's that was a legitimate ring. Like yeah. I, I I mean people are just it, it's well, it's very weird. And you hear players and coaches and everyone who was involved in that bubble saying that that's one of the it's one of the most difficult things to have done because you're in such a compact environment it's not yeah. the same it's it this is a very difficult thing to do and yeah i mean they took care of business you can't be mad just because it was lebron which i know is is definitely the reason that people well, were, of, you know of course not giving him credit because you know god forbid lebron does anything well yeah that's not on that's that's not acceptable 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's NBA Twitter is, I don't even want to say toxic because I don't even think people are being serious. I think it's a bunch of like teenagers who are running like burner accounts, like fan burner accounts, just like saying whatever just to get attention. Yeah. It's like, just like you said, there's no discuss. Like the best place to go for NBA discussions actually is, is Reddit. The RNBA is, is phenomenal. People like will bring up good points and they'll kind of, you know, add add context and depth to different things that happen in games and it's a really good discussion but twitter i don't need i mean i i try my damnedest to not even click the replies to most tweets because it's awful yeah it's it's gotten real bad and uh i think that's just you know i i i I know that there isn't a lot of like people who believe what they say when it comes to nba twitter because again they're just trying to say outrageous shit but i think a lot i think a product of that is is that they've seen Skip Bayless do it. They see, you know, Nick Wright yeah. do it. They see all these guys just say whatever the fuck they want, get a ton of coverage about it, and become not famous, but you know, they, they get attention. attention. Yep. And and why why not say crazy shit? And I think that is a, a cause of what they see on TV of of Skip Bayless just just saying shit to say shit because he gets attention on his show. Like it's it's. It's unfortunate, Frank. It I really agree. Is. No, I totally agree. But Jackie, I mean, that's uh, that's everything for me. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to get this series going, or or to to continue watching this this series, I should say. Um, but Suns and four. Yeah, yeah. Suns, Suns, and give me give me the Suns and five. I don't think the Bucks will have. You know, they they may look good in one game, but. Yeah, I don't trust that neon for for Giannis. I, I have a feeling that he may be feeling a little sore today. Well, um, I think there there may be a good debate if if it's not feeling well or if it swells up, and let's just say they're down 0-2, but he's trying to fight through it. Do you, as a coach, let him play, or do you try to preserve him for next season? For like next season or years yeah. beyond. That that yeah. that's going to be if this just hypothetical, of course, but like. You know, th- those are always uh, those are always good debates. Yeah, I, I would I, if I'm if I'm the coach, I'm shutting him down and saying, listen, let's just let's just get at it next year. So if I if I'm the coach, I'm doing that because I'm also assuming I've built a relationship with him and I don't want to see him tear a ligament. Yeah, well, and my, you want to protect the player. Of you, course, it's not just yeah. Right. That yeah. that that's that that that's my point. My armchair coaching. Is like I'm reeling him out there because he's never getting back to the finals again, and this is our only <laughs> shot that we're gonna fucking win this thing. So we <laughs> not until he teams up with uh, not until he teams up with a 45 year old LeBron James. Jesus Christ! I mean that that would be an ugly pairing. Oh yeah. You have two guys who just do nothing off ball, like yeah. Especially late career LeBron, he had a little bit of it in Miami off ball movement and such. They both, when you watch both of them play, they just sit on the wing and do nothing if the ball is in their hand. They just stare at the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah, they just, they watch. Don't need to be involved in that play. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree, Frank. I, I think that's that's it from us this week. Nice nice short and sweet podcast. Um, you know, we just wanted to get this up and out. Um, you know, next week we, we may touch on some more NFL. We may get back to NBA. We haven't determined that to this point. Um, so I think but, it's... It's going to depend on what the series is looking like. Yeah. If it's over, we'll definitely go NBA and Nas will be here. And I should have said this in full disclosure. I'm the one that fucked up and just completely forgot we were talking NBA today. And it was just too late to to invite him. Uh, but the next NFL thing that we are going to do is ranking the head coaches. 
uh, no. which is going to be extremely fun. We just don't know if it's going to be next week because if it's if it if it's another NBA episode, it's going to be dependent on the NBA finals. We we failed together, Frank. All right. Yeah, we did. This is a this is a podcast. So it has been um, it has been a clusterfuck of a last like week and a half or two weeks for me. Yeah, it's uh, it hasn't been good for for anyone involved, Frank. That's that's for sure. But uh, we appreciate you jumping on. Um, you know, we appreciate everyone listening as always. Please uh, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff with podcasts wherever you may listen. Um, yeah, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. Absolutely, Jackie. It has been a pleasure, man. Later. I'll talk to you like next week, Frankie.